Today, we are back for another episode of the Automator series, and I'm with Trish today, Trish Provost, and she's had a very wild journey. You could say she's an ex-physiologist, a physio, and an ex-kinesiologist, but she's been on such a journey that I'm actually just going to straight away give the platform over to her to introduce herself. But firstly, thanks so much for taking the time out and yeah, jumping on a call with me today. Oh, thank you, Gavin. It's great to be here. I appreciate uh, you connecting with me and finding me. That's that's amazing. So, yeah, thank you for the intro. I, it's true. I mean, I've had um, 28 years of studying the human body. You know, was so interested in that and did a first degree um, in kinesiology, which led me into the School of Rehab Medicine um, in Toronto. I studied uh, physiotherapy and earned my degree there and graduated in the year 2000 and, and worked for, you know, 20 years, um, you know, a little bit of an interruption, obviously, to have um, a couple children. But uh, mm -hmm. other than that, just worked um, steadily as a physio in different settings in, in different um, venues and really mostly ended up the focus was working in private practice, busy private practice clinics where, you know, sometimes physios are kind of moving through like, depending, you know, on the clinic, like three, four people an hour. So mm. that, that sort of framework was, it wasn't actually always um, easy for me to maintain. Um, it was something that I noticed that I just wanted to spend more time with people connecting and kind of hearing their story. So eventually in the, in the, final job that I had here um, locally in our town um, of Tawasin, which is in British Columbia in Canada near Vancouver. Mm. I um, just, you know, asked if I could sort of start seeing people, just two people an hour. And I, mm. and, you know, my approach was a little bit different than I think the rest of the physios where, you know, it, it is, they were having more of an active approach to get the people in the clinic, get them doing their exercises while they were there. But I just sort of wanted more of that, um, approach of just connecting and hearing people's stories, spending the full half an hour with mm -hmm. them. I felt like, you know, it is the onus is on them to take care of their exercises and, and do those things when they left the clinic. And long story short is it just kind of eventually meant that I broke away from working in a traditional clinic, opened something at home and worked mm -hmm. for you know seven years at home with a home-based business here just and would see people for an hour like spend a lot of time with them and do different things because I had a bunch of different uh, tools in my toolkit yeah. and uh, yeah it's been interesting it's been a journey and then when COVID hit I, I think I just sort of decided to basically like unbox it and leave it all behind and mm -hmm. just be able to rest sort of in the center of like a scientific background that is meeting up with um, my intuitive gifts that have been returning over the years um, through treating the human body. Yeah, no, it's, there's a whole bunch of points that you raised there, which I think already would really peak, uh, yeah, peaks like listeners ears. And the fact that you mentioned you were in this setting, you're working in a business and you just felt the way they were doing it was like, not quite right. It sounded like, it, to you it felt like they were just kind of like get people in get people out get people in just like trying to process them as quick as possible and like that didn't feel right to you 
yeah, you know, it's interesting. Like it always, it, it would, it just for me personally, and there's some people that are just so fabulous at it. And of course you need it, like in the case of acute injuries and in the case of rehabbing after surgeries, it's absolutely needed. I have so many friends and colleagues that are still doing it. And it's just absolutely needed when the physical body has broken down, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, you know, when clients would come in and they come in with these convoluted you know, presentations. And I, I find it kind of ironic that I used to think like, why can't I just get the simple ankle sprains? Like, why do I have all these people with a very like chronic presentation, multiple amounts of injuries. And now that is like my passion. What I love to kind of start to unwind is like, Mm. you come with this whole history of like old injuries and new and like pains. And maybe there's like depression or insomnia layered on top of that. Like, let's unwind it all. Like, let's figure it all out. And so here I am where now that is like my total passion, right? So just to put the whole puzzle pieces together and bring someone into alignment, but do it definitely on like a mind, body, spirit, Mm -hmm. and, you know, mental, emotional perspective, looking at it holistically, there wasn't quite time for that in a, in a typical clinic setting. And so I would almost have a little bit of anxiety, like kind of looking through the um, patient list of the day and kind of feeling like, I don't know. So obviously that right away was a sign that if that was making me feel almost short of breath, you know, already, and you're trying to plan the day, that doesn't feel in alignment with like where I want to be. And yet I knew like studying the body and just this career as a physiotherapist was such a gift. Like it was, it's just been an amazing gateway to so many unbelievable things. Mm. So it just didn't quite mesh, but then you know, so I naturally sort of broke away from it and, and just felt more at ease and at peace when I didn't feel rushed. And when I stopped making a plan for what I think people next needed, Mm. you know, so it's like uh, a lot of that in my personal growth as, you know, a health practitioner just kept evolving because I used to kind of go, okay, last time we worked on maybe like shoulder blade and rotator cuff strength. This time we need to work on deep neck flexor stability. Like what if someone comes to the clinic and they had just been in a little car accident or they had had a rough morning, you're not going to be able to work with the body like that. So eventually I just would be like, chill in here and just like hey what's up like what are we doing you know you're just gonna meet someone where they're at and that's gonna make a better connection right off the bat like i can't have a plan for how their healing is gonna go like who am i to say how their healing is gonna go (laughs) yeah yeah and you, you mentioned well we were chatting a bit beforehand how you had just this this curiosity all the time when you were still working in the formal clinic situation of like you were interested in acupuncture and how that might be helpful. And on your website, you said there's things like Reiki and I see you for chakra sessions. So it's like, you clearly have this curiosity, as you said, in how mind and body and it's, how it's just this whole system, as opposed to we're only looking at the body. Can you kind of, how, how did you kind of start introducing some of those things or why did you start introducing some of those things? Yeah, that's a great, great question. So I think that, yeah, after years of studying the body, it would have been seven years of university that I spent between those two degrees. And then as soon as I came out of school, it was like, oh, just needing like a change of pace. And the first course I took was like um, Chinese acupuncture. I wanted Mm -hmm. to just learn a bit about it. And I took some levels and some exams. And then um, after that, it was like, you know, in sports clinics, they were wanting you to learn 
or not wanting you. I mean, it was optional to learn how to needle right into a tight muscle, like right into the trigger point. And that is called IMS or intramuscular stimulation. It's a little more focused and intense, but like, you know, that was another tool in my kit. And then I was like, well, what about a system of exercise that makes sense that people can do at home? So I went off and got my whole like Pilates rehabilitation mm. certification, which was like from a physio, more of a rehab standpoint, learning the very like specifics of human movement. I wanted to be able to offer that. And then I was like, okay, what about like, honestly, Gavin, it's funny because, you know, the body, like the, the nerves and the muscles and well, not the nerves, but like the muscles and the joints and ligaments. I mean, these are the less, you know, smart tissues, right? Like they're mm -hmm. basically getting pushed around by, you know, the, the internal organs that are in sort of a little bit of a race for space like the body those those organs that are connected to our central nervous system through the you know spine and into into the brain they're the smart tissues and they really are directing traffic and then i feel like the rest of the skeleton and the skeletal muscles just kind of get pushed around and forced into postures or tight spots mm. and so it's like if we don't go deeper to like the internal organs or look into like what emotions are held in those internal organs, you know, like what is actually going on here? And then even deeper to that, studying craniosacral, like the brain and the spinal cord and just giving that, um, just, you know, just on honoring it basically, then I think we're kind of missing parts of things. You know, I'm interested in the why, like the first drops in the bucket of how an injury started instead of like the last few drops that like you know created the dysfunction and now mm -hmm. it's like can we patchwork that and then you know just get back i want to be like no let's get back for good like let's find out where this really all started and then that can take us on a journey into like inner child work and yeah. it goes everywhere it can go up into ancestry so yeah it's wild <laughs> is it almost like say someone comes in and they're like have a very like hunched over posture and it's wrecking their neck and their back and it's exacerbated by being a desk all day in a cause but then you find out they've been like i don't know they live with this like extreme level of anxiety that their like nervous system is always on edge and they're always like tense and that's actually what's causing them to be so hunched over it's not just like a physical thing it's you need to resolve that mental structure so they can kind of relax and they aren't having that tension throughout their body the entire time is it kind of like that almost that's really true that's a great point exactly i mean you know even just to watch people's like sort of you know the body is so intelligent like the wisdom it holds is incredible right so the body is going to hug the vulnerability the place that is needing like support it's going to hug it so if someone is almost like protecting their heart because they've mm -hmm. had so many past hurts in their life perhaps their posture does round that way and they're sort of you know building up these walls around their heart right that goes into like addressing abandonments and betrayals and times where they feel their effort has not been received or appreciated by others or their insecurities and their vulnerabilities are all tied up in that so you know you can roll on a foam roller like as much as you want on your t-spine and your back and your thoracic yeah. spine and you can 
you know, stretch the pecs till the cows come home. But like sometimes if we don't go in and address those deeper wounds or just slow down, right? Or like change, you know, maybe it's more of a gentle flow yoga that's going to open you up rather mm. than like pounding weights and trying to strengthen your back to counter the tightness of your chest. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The moment you get off the rotor or the rack, you just straight back to like that tense kind of thing you count around yeah. all the time. So you, yeah. you said you made that transition from the formal kind of clinic and working kind of uh, kind of under another network to your own thing about seven years ago, or was it more like eight years ago now? Yeah, so in 2012, after having my um, son, my second child of two, then it was just becoming sort of tough to navigate like our schedule, my husband, um, you know, and this has been a journey because my husband is um, a pharmaceutical sales rep. So he is highly mm -hmm. enmeshed in like medicines and I, he's like, oh, so medicines don't work, Trish. And I'm saying, no, that's not true. I don't believe that. It's just that like, you know, I'm saying there are other ways to approach injuries that I want to look at holistically. So that was, you know, needing to, to just have some um, acceptance here, even on the family level of like, okay, she obviously know what, knows what she's doing. She's driven and she's not, no one's going to stop her. So she just keeps going. Right. So, you know, he's, he, you know, when COVID hit, you know, then it was like, why would I stop offering um, sessions when mm. as physiotherapists, like I was never taught about energy, you know? And in fact, I would probably scoff at it before like energy healing. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. What is that? Yeah. However, I mean, everything is in energy. And if we don't acknowledge it and, you know, I personally working in a small town and being so, you know, connected to people in the community, I was entering, ending up in MRI machines with like pinched nerves in my necks, mm. numbness in my hands, you know, like hand had to be on top of my head to like even get through a day because I was actually carrying this, you know, like this, this desire to help people was so great in me that I was like, carrying too much. I was carrying their hurts all around. I mean, I mm -hmm. couldn't just roll into the grocery store and like get a quart of milk without like dodging people. Cause I'm like, what if their hip wasn't better? Like I was too attached to all of the outcomes. Oh, wow. And so finally, when I realized that like, I am getting killed here. I have to consider that like between sessions, I've got to clear that energy. I've got mm -hmm. to, you know, I just, was too enmeshed with it and not realizing that. So that's when I went to some, you know, courses like therapeutic touch. Like I want to understand how it is that you can treat the energetic aura that mm. is our personal bubble around the body. How can I find holes in it? How can I understand how to smooth this out? So all these kind of courses that were not as like mentally intensive as all my university training and all my courses through craniosacral and visceral might have been some of the most profound lessons for me because mm. you know the reliance the reliance in some of those texts in those books that said like you know we can still be completely caring and compassionate and be detached from the outcome i mean that's a pretty profound lesson that i knew i wasn't um you know definitely embodying yeah so some of these uh practices and techniques that you've brought in with your your clients now 
you actually got interested in kind of started exploring them at times for yourself because you're like i need to kind of find this balance for myself and then you kind of started exploring a bit yes and so then i know it's kind of i i don't i'm sorry for going back and forth but you know also i think like my kids acted as catalysts for where my work went you know like mm. having kids and then seeing so seeing that i was getting the run around and as you know women were constantly like nurturing and like putting others before ourselves obviously and you know i was doing that with all the clients and just mm. getting hammered and it was showing up physically and yet i would go into these mris and these ct scans and there would be no results but I, there's no findings but i'm like hurting like i can't even move my arm right so mm. it was like wow this is this is definitely showing up and this is just my burden is way too heavy i'm overstressed and then with children it was like my observation of my kids at young ages was like coinciding with how it shaped my work and it's evolved my work into new mm. places because my kids were just like two three four years old and i'd be like why the hell do they seem like they have the worries of the world like all over them yeah. like it makes no sense you've only been here for four years why do you seem stressed like an 80 year old you know yeah. and then that's what opened my mind up to like holy they are carrying these lineage wounds that are handed down you know from the lineage and if i start to look at what was going on for my mom at that age what mm. was going on for my dad what was going on for me, what was going on for my husband and his family, I saw my kids were getting kind of hammered with all this stuff. And so mm -hmm. the kids have taught me, the kids have taught me, and then that shows up in my work. Like, it's been wild. <laughs> it's no, a crazy ride. No, that's incredible. There's a there's an interview that still needs to go up, and I it was with a, a, a lady who, she focuses on healing as well, and almost like life coaching, but very focused on her um, ovulation kind of period. So like when it's at the peak of ovulation, things like that. And she said a lot of it she got into because she just started experimenting for herself. She felt like completely out of whack, out of order. And then she started researching all the stuff. And then people started asking yeah. about it because she was posting about it. And it's almost like the same thing. She was, you were also in this pain, this discomfort. And you're like, there must be other ways. It must be better balance. And you started looking into those things just for yourself. And then you're like, oh, wow, other people can massively benefit from this. Let me start introducing some of it. It's true. Yes, it's true. Because, yeah, you know, so your own personal journey and like the pains and the hurts that you've gone through personally, definitely um, kind of tend to make you the healing guide or facilitator you are today, right? By kind of honing in on those pain points and then connecting people through their stories, their life stories. You know, lots of times people are very reluctant to share. You know, they think they have to lay it all out. Um, there's ways, you know, that people don't have to, you know, go as deep. You know, there's things where nowadays, you know, we can have massive shifts like in one to two sessions with me so it's, mm. it's kind of unreal like what can happen you know if people are just i think if they just bring an openness mm. and a willingness then you can meet anyone and take them as far as they're willing to meet themselves mm. so when you started because as i mentioned this like i already want to give people the platform to if they want to take that jump into helping others and coaching and 
consultant with what they do. It's like when you moved away from that formal setting of the clinics and it sounds like they were kind of bringing in the clients, things like that. When you made the transition to your own thing, how did you kind of get started with those first few clients? How did you kind of make that transition almost? I mean, that, you know, that's funny because I used to, so I played competitive soccer my whole life and, and, you know, the highest level I played was like varsity while I was studying my physiotherapy degree. I played varsity for the University of Toronto and then played after, you know, for a little while. And so it would be just kind of friends through soccer that would say like, oh, hey, can you check out my hammy? Like, this is how this stuff started in 2012 when I sort of broke away from the clinic and it was just word of mouth and it definitely was like, you know, it was just holding a strong belief that I knew that like this would, you know, um, that word of mouth would pass and I'd be able to build it up. And it really was just through connection and just what you're able to offer and just being so authentic. I think people just want to feel held and safe, you know, in a safe place by someone who is just so willing to be so real themselves. So I was fortunate in just that it didn't require a ton of like advertising. It really was that word sort of spread and it built up over time. It was okay for me in those years because I was navigating like the early years of motherhood. And so, you know, just, I, I could be part-time with it. And mm -hmm. then it eventually just sort of built up. So I had a great following and really up until like mm. March of 2020, I had a huge clientele, like, you know, of just consistent, regular customers that were getting their appointments covered because they could claim it under their extended health as physiotherapy. Mm. But then when COVID hit, I decided to, you know, my, that's where my husband's going. He's pounding the pavement to try to get coverage for you know medicines for people that have epilepsy and here I am just taking it away and kind of unboxing it and just saying now you can't claim this it's not tax deductible it's an appointment with me and it just is I'm just here as your healing guide and facilitator mm -hmm. so I took a very like full caseload and essentially kind of like risk losing it all mm. and that was like and then now i'm on that slow build right now of building back and things are picking up again right but um it's just a trust and a faith that like you're in the right place with your passion behind it and and doing what you love i think um you start to believe so deeply in what you're doing you're so passionate for it that the universe starts mirroring um, that back to you and people are magnetically almost attracted to, yeah. you know, becoming your customer. Mm. You, you mentioned it's like, oh, I didn't really actually have to put that much effort in or that much work in to kind of get the referrals and word of mouth at the start. But it's like all that 15, 20 years of working as what you were doing and putting out your message and sharing, imagine what you were doing with people people knew you as that person. So that's where all that hard work was happening was having people know what yeah. you do, like let people what you got going on essentially. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, it was before the age of like sharing any of this, like on Instagram or anything. So, you know, I think it was just by always like um, having that 
positive, like outgoing, connecting nature, and then just um, showing up in your community in other ways, you know, just everything is an opportunity to meet people and to network. And so, you know, and, and just if you're bringing forward, like your best self and this positive uplifting energy, I think people are drawn to it naturally. So yeah, it's true. I mean, it is true that I would be, you know, getting my haircut or something and people would say, well, whatever happened to you? You were at that clinic. Like, because you can't go and take charts and phone numbers or anything. You're just really leave and you've left, right? So then eventually if people find you or see you in the community, it's like, where did you go? I thought you totally quit. You know, it's like, no, I've been Mm -hmm. doing it at home. So, you know, it just kind of, slowly built from there oh wow so is that quite unique to your situation uh, that environment that you can't like if you're leaving a clinic you can't say hey babe by the way i'm going on my own do you want to come with me type of thing i I, there is kind of like sometimes these you know non-compete clauses that kind of thing where you can't sort of be opening up and taking just like i think even people like hairdressers can't just take their whole clientele, I suppose, through, you know, word of mouth. Um, they can't directly tell them, but it's like if they were advertising, people can find them. Obviously, they have free will and they can choose to go wherever they want. But I certainly couldn't be like going through old charts and like, you know, picking off phone numbers. No. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's amazing. And I think can you can you kind of dive a bit deep of how things changed when um, COVID hit and you you had to transition essentially to online, correct? Yeah, yeah. So that was really cool, actually. So I just flipped to online. I also, that's when I thought, okay, I'm going to actually hire, you know, a business coach. I'm going to get things. Mm-hmm. I Like I had zero online presence whatsoever. So it's like, felt like a good time right off the hopper. It was like, I'm going to start to like dig in and kind of, have an online presence like you know sort of bring forth all my gifts and figure out what it is I do and like get out there in the world a bit so mm-hmm. you know I knew I, I took a big you know hit because now it's like COVID and I'm sort of saying to my husband oh, I want to invest like this big chunk of money into like you know a business program because oh, yeah. I'm not savvy with that stuff I need someone to get me some branding and like pull it together so here I was and it's just kind of like you know I just I just keep following the path and the steps and I knew it's like take out a bit of a loan to get it done right like just get it done get out there and then and then um when things started to pivot to online of course everyone was really like skeptical like how can I how can you help you know if it's a sore shoulder and people are we're mostly just used to like me fixing their physical or helping to you know heal their physical pains right and so it's like no, this actually can happen. Like you have to trust this can happen. So um, there'd be the few people who are just like, okay, well, I launched it in September of twenty of twenty twenty, where I actually like brought the branding and everything online. But in between March and September, if people wanted to see me, they could do these online appointments, mm-hmm. and I think they were blown away. Because to be honest, Kevin, sometimes I felt like the people that like it used to really burn my ass when people would come in and be like passively lying down like fix me because you feel like you're just checking a box like I'm at physio now now I'm gonna just be fixed right so they're not really totally dialed they're more like okay it's at the end of a busy work day got the physio appointment check right I'm here Mm. when I went to online it's like 
you're dialed into listening to what I'm saying. And I'm taking you on a trip. Like I'm like, okay, breathe in the feeling of like peace and calm and breathe, like breathe it into your left lower rib cage where the stomach is. And now breathe out anxiety. And so it's like taking you on a journey to like understand your body and where this stuff, people were dialed, right? So I'm going, the results can be even better because yeah. people were more like focused and they were a healing partner that was so present. Yeah, it forced it to become more of a, a team effort as opposed to just like you're saying, fix me type of thing. Yeah. It was unbelievable. So, you know, so it's true that like, I mean, I treat a lot of people, you know, that I know, like there's, there are, there's friends, you know, just like around here, moms that I know, and they'll be like, you know, come on down. And they're like, is it weird to say that I've been, you know, hungering for your touch during COVID? So like, it's kind <laughs> of true. that like It depends on the tone yeah. on the context. Exactly. So it's true that, you know, if people are local, they can have the option to still like come here, get the hands on treatment. But yeah. honestly, what has been happening online has been mind blowing to me. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's, it's like life changing for people because I think people are at the point where they're so ready to be done with stuff that drags them down from the past. They're really wanting to like help pivot and like design their future freedom that if they're ready for that, then I can meet them where they're at. And it's just like off to the races, like, let's go. Like, let's just purge this out of where it's been living in your body. And let's get you doing what you've meant to be doing. Like, you know, connecting to your true essence and all your gifts. Yeah, absolutely. It, it sounds like um, the way I interpreted when you're talking about, you made that transition to online and you had some people who were just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's give it a try. It sounds like they were almost like cheerleaders on your side. Like they were like, I trust whatever you're doing. Like I have full trust in you. Let's just give this a bash. I think that's a good thing is pay attention to who you might be working with. Who's like your absolute cheerleader. If you wanted to make not a sharp transition, but like quite a big transition be like, Hey, I want to try this new approach, this new thing. Are you down? And they might just pretend to be like, yeah, let's do it. And they serve as your first testimonials your first kind of results you're like oh this actually does work and then you can push it a bit harder that's true that's true and like you know because i'll get these kind of and i mean they really are like i feel you know divinely inspired moments where it's like okay i'm hosting something i'm calling it circle sessions like it's just all of a sudden it comes to me right like this is we can heal in a group like we can get get rid and eliminate common ancestral patterns that we all carry without having to go through the pain of reliving all that trauma mm -hmm. but just get it out like move it out so all of a sudden i'm like okay i'm doing circle sessions and like you know within like seven like you say cheerleaders people that are just like i don't know what it is either trish it's hard to understand but like if you're doing it we're in there like we're yeah. there right so from there that has kind of grown you know and you know it has been up and down at times like there's times where I'm like oh geez you know because I took something that was like kind of smoking busy and like it's just you know rebuilding it so mm -hmm. to just trust the waves and the ebbs and flow with that and to really have this strong faith and belief that like mm -hmm it's just i'm so passionate about it there's just no way it could fail there's no way it could not succeed 
No, that's in, that's incredible. It's just like that trust in yourself that everything's going to be okay. And it's like, whatever happens, like I've sorted out. So like now that you've made, you've had, what well, we were in uh, June right now. So it's uh, just under a year, I guess, like almost like nine months since you made that transition for people who were working, say, face-to-face or in person and now have made that jump online. What have you found has been working like really well for you in that regards to making that transition online? in regards to growing your, the people you're working with, connecting with people, things like that. Yeah, well, you know, people are definitely kind of reluctant sometimes to like take the plunge, I find, but yet, you know, through again, through sort of word of mouth and like, you honestly give it a try, you know, come on in. I, I find that like, what I'm loving to see is just that people have that just faith in themselves, the willingness to show up, like, you know, there's, they're just really, um, I think people in in general are more willing to connect in many different ways, because COVID has pushed us into places that we're not as comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. So that has kind of changed and elevated it for everyone. Um, I feel like what's kind of nice is just to finally, I mean, even this connection with you, just to kind of like, you know, just, you don't want to keep you know, the possibilities are endless, right? Like I'm treating people from, you know, United States and in different provinces here in Canada. Like I would love to have international clients that go beyond sort of like the Americas. Like, I mean, how amazing is that, right? So we just have this limitless possibilities, right? For just connection. And and if it speaks to someone, mm. you know, I think, I think they'll, they'll find me in a way they'll be magnetically drawn to it. At times it's true. You kind of wonder like showing up more, you know, that demands our time to show up more online to do like, you know, I haven't been brave enough to do like <laughs> Instagram lives or things like that. I do have a lot to educate and say though so i feel like i I could get on and talk on those for days (laughs) yeah hey you could always just do like almost like shorts if you know what i mean just like a quick four or five minutes tip type thing or mindset thing instead of like a oh i have to put together this whole half an hour 45 minute live or something exactly right yeah yeah so i mean it's just you know to me it's amazing what can all happen right yeah, but I think that um, that what you mentioned now, it's like wanting to work beyond the USA, Canada, kind of the, the West Coast of everything. It's like if you've gone from working with people face to face and like in your communities, I guess your mindset and your focus has always kind of been just here. But then I guess when you make that transition online, like make the actual effort to just grow, be like, oh, I can literally connect with anyone now and just be conscious of that fact that you can connect with anyone now, as opposed to still keeping that, oh, I just need to speak to people or reach out to people in my local area or my city type of thing. Yeah, I, I think that's really true. I think that we should, you know, just kind of harness that limitless, you know, potentiality into like whatever we're doing, right? I, I think that we do get sort of like pigeonholed into like where we're at at and like just who's who shows up at my kids little league baseball game or like at the dance studio but it's like we really can you know connect all over and it just it's, it's exciting actually right yeah and i think that's also an amazing uh, point uh, apart for us to kind of start wrapping up and i think the energy you've brought and just the way you've approached things of having been in a formal clinic and very sciencey background and studies and all that for so long and you're like 
you've made that transition, I think that's going to be very eye-opening for people who may be in the same situation as you, or they're already in the spiritual space, but maybe they want to be bringing in more, say, sciencey and studious type things. So I really want to thank you for, for sharing your knowledge and part and everything today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's great to connect with you. Yeah. And if people want to reach out to you to either work with you or they just want to bounce ideas or have questions or anything like that, what's the best way for people to reach out to you? Or do you have a, say, maybe like a free resource you want to guide them to type of thing? Yeah, I'm working on that. I definitely think I'm going to be putting on like, um, like a meditation too. And, and it's obviously going to be sort of body based, like take you on a little journey through the body. And then um, that'll be I'll probably link that on my uh, link tree through Instagram there. So click the link in my bio, you can find me at www.healingwithtrish.com or on Instagram and Facebook as healing with Trish. Mm -hmm. and um sending me messages anytime you know i encourage that questions you know just give me a shout out i'm always happy to like you know just help anyone who's kind of trying to grow their business or in that same space as i am or just has questions about really anything mindset body spiritual wise i kind of mm -hmm. feel like um i have you know a lot of years of knowledge there <laughs> yeah no we absolutely will add all the links and everything so it's easy for everyone to access so yeah, thanks again so much for the time. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks, Gavin. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Automator series as much as I enjoyed having it. And there are two things I want you to do now. I want you firstly to follow me on YouTube, get that subscription in because you're going to see all the new episodes popping up in that case and you can stay on top of the series. And the second thing is I want you to reach out to me. If uh, anything we discussed on the episode today resonated with you in regards to potentially taking a jump into an online spiritual coaching business or you really have a business and you're wanting to grow that out and you're feeling like you could be impacting a lot more lives but you don't quite have the time right now, you don't quite have the freedom you wanted and you don't quite have those systems in place, I want you to reach out to me. It's a no pressure, no strings attached. Send me a message on Facebook, LinkedIn, email, whatever you prefer and we can just have a conversation and a bit of a back and forth in regards to where you're at what you're looking for, and how I might be able to help you impact more lives with what you're doing.